Hey y'all, this is King Kyrie, and I'm here to talk about, you know, the difference between wants and a need. It's all a perception thing, and if you have ever studied marketing, you'll know that a lot of times those lines get blurred, and sometimes they can be one and the same. Everyone may want to have a car, but a lot of times, if you're living in America, you'll need a car. So a want and a need are the same thing. Working in a sales environment, you know, people come in all the time. Um, they're under the impression that they need to have this, they need to have that. And who am I to argue with what they claim to need? I can't tell them what they need or what they don't need. I can only give them their options and tell them what it's going to cost. There are a lot of times when people will get judged based off of what they buy, off of what they, how or how they choose to live their lives as far as, you know, finances go. But if you're not in their shoes, you can't judge them. I mean, I guess you could, but what good would that do? Silently judging or vocally judging, is that really going to change their lives? They may cut you out of theirs, which honestly, I wouldn't be surprised or mad at them for, because if you're going to judge someone and talk shit about how they live their life, that's on you. And I'm not saying that because I feel that way towards someone. I've just seen it time and time again where people will get embroiled in these conversations and say, how can they do that? And how can you do that? Did they do this? And I just look and I listen and I sometimes will play devil's advocate and I will ask them, you know, why does that bother you so much? Well, because of this and because of that. And I'm like, do you know if they actually have those responsibilities in their lives do they have three kids like you do they have support for those three kids the same way you do or don't do if you don't know every significant detail of a situation which you don't aren't owed the a privilege for then how are you going to tell someone what they need or what they want and how they should be living their lives you really can't and uh, uh, many times as I'm talking to these individuals, I come to find that a lot of it is rooted in jealousy um, and occasionally envy. And I'm not sure if I've explained this before, but I'll explain it now. Jealousy and envy aren't the same. Envy is the core. Jealousy is a byproduct. So what is envy? You can be envious of someone's station you can be jealous of what they have because of that station. You can be envious of a princess because she's a princess, but you can be jealous of that princess for having a crown. Because that crown is beautiful. You can both be princesses, but her crown is better than yours, so you're jealous of her for having a better crown. And a lot of times when it comes to people arguing futilely, honestly, about someone's status or about someone's um, needs or wants being blurred, it's a lot of times because it's not you. And where does a lot of this come from? It comes from exasper you're exasperated by how much you do. And I have fallen into that trap before. I fell into that trap and I got over it because someone reached out to me and finally said, why do you care? The same question that I usually ask these individuals it's like well why do you care like because they do this and because they do that and I'm like well yeah but are you jealous that you can't and I stopped and I honestly considered it and I was like yes 
I've never done that before because I've got this going on in my life or they should be doing that because they should be doing this. And they're like, you can't do that. And that's what I'm saying now. And the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because it's Christmas time, getting close to Black Friday. And I see all of these posts about, you know, Black Friday deals, going Black Friday shopping. And usually afterwards, I have a, a huge following of people posting these snide little memes and these gifs about not being able to pay their bills or not being able to do this do that which honestly sometimes can happen some people have their priorities mixed up they put their wants before their needs but sometimes they can they can fulfill both without having to address it with you individually or say anything about it Whatever someone else has got going on, even if they're your friend or your loved one, back off. Because there's nothing you can tell that person that life will not teach them in tenfold. So if you are under the impression that someone should be living a certain way, doing a certain thing, you're at fault. Because you cannot tell someone how to live. Especially when it comes to their wants and their needs. You got, y'all got to get over it. I know it's that time of year. And the people who are listening to this, if you know who I'm talking about, I'm not calling you out. I'm not saying any names. Get over it. Don't be upset. Get over it. Just get over it. Peace out for now, y'all. Hey everyone, it's King Kyrie coming at you, and this particular podcast has been brewing for a while. Um, I haven't spoken on this subject because I wanted to wait for the verdict, and it's about the um, Kyle Rittenhouse, whatever, trial, if you can call it that. I will say, uh, from an objective standpoint, that what he did... And what they were charging him for, in my opinion, weren't equal. Now, when I say that, I look at the charges. And I look at um, the state of Wisconsin laws, and they're very... How do I say this? I feel like they're wishy-washy. And they're wishy-washy, in my opinion, intentionally, because it gives people wiggle room to pursue different avenues of the quote-unquote justice system. And a lot of times when I look at these different types of laws and how they're written uh, with so much ambiguity, I feel like it's a lot of times based on the person being prosecuted. Bill Maher has a segment called, I don't know if it's true, I just, I don't know for a fact, but I know that it's true. And I'm going to take that, and I'm going to say this here and now. If Kyle Rittenhouse were black, he would be in jail. I don't know it for a fact, I just know it's true. Now, moving on to what he did. He crossed state lines to join um, a vigilante militia against the protesters for Black Lives Matter. And 
ended up in a confrontation where it cost the lives of two people and it injured a third. How you feel about the people that died and what they did is not the point. The fact of the matter is that they're dead. Why are they dead? Because you had someone who rightfully should not have been where he was at the time doing what he was doing. And however you may feel about Black Lives Matter is not necessarily the point either. Because you can look at an entire group of people and judge them based off the actions of a few. And let's be clear, the media shows the actions of a few to sensationalize and amp up the perspective of who these individuals are. And I personally don't believe that that is right. Because what happens, you have people like Rittenhouse who will say, fuck these people, I'm going to go out of my way to be, in essence, a vigilante presence. And that's exactly what happened. So, in my opinion, society is to blame for Rittenhouse doing what he did. Everyone wants to blame the individual, they want to blame the family, but the fact of the matter is, if our society was in a better place, would someone who was... And I'm not, it, it, he's not mentally unstable. He just grew up in, 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 in a time where vigilante justice is seen as cool. I mean, think of Batman, he's a giant vigilante. Does he dress like a bat? Yes, that's kind of crazy, but people love him for that. And he does whatever he wants, the law be damned. But when people do it in real life, like Rittenhouse, there's all of these calls for justice, all of these angry calls for, you know, his head, essentially. And I'm not defending him by any means, because I do believe he deserves to be in, he deserves to be in prison. But I am trying to explain a little bit of a rationale behind his actions. Belief is not something that you can toy with. And I've said it several times uh, on my podcast that what you believe is not rational. And it's not fact-based. It doesn't have to be factual. And I always use this analogy that I could be sitting here right now petting my uh, pet dinosaur and I can believe that. Y'all can't argue with me. I am petting my pet dinosaur right now and I believe that I'm doing that so I, I must be doing it. To some, that's delusional. To some, that's fucking crazy. But if I believe it, you can't tell me any different. What Kyle thought he was doing was the right thing. He, in his mind, believed it. And it's that... That's the problem. Why is that? Why did he believe that what he did was the right thing to do? That that right there is the is the million dollar question that no one really seems to be wanting to answer. They're like, oh, he's fucking stupid. Well, not really. Several people went and did what he did. None of them got in trouble because none of them shot and killed someone. But several people went out of their way to go to a place that they did not live to carry guns and to be part of this giant militia. And y'all can argue that all oh, these people are stupid, but why are there so many of them doing that? What's emboldened them? What's made it possible for them to believe that what they're doing is the right thing to do? And on the opposite side of that coin, when it comes to these protests, a lot of times people aren't understanding 
or they refuse its willful ignorance that these protests usually don't start off violent that there are instigators that come out of nowhere seemingly and they start doing shit that causes the violence to erupt and that there is a problem in itself but you have these people who start fighting who start arguing and they end up becoming traitors to their own cause you can't tell someone how to feel you can't tell someone how to vent but you can tell someone in retrospect that that possibly was not the best idea when the black lives matters people start to march they're marching for a reason a reason they believe strongly in if you don't believe in that reason that is fine but if you go out of your way to antagonize them to incite violence that's on you and that's a lot of times what has what has been happening but people want to say that black lives matter is a terrorist group no they're just fed up and when you get fed up that's what happened and the narrative always being written that black lives matter comes out of nowhere and starts destroying shit when we all know if we're being honest with ourselves that that is not the case but with this particular altercation the Black Lives Matter people that were there, that were in fact destroying stuff, if you asked them if they were part of Black Lives Matter or Antifa and they said yes, then they are equally as guilty. The people that were killed, you can't say that they are at fault. You can't do that because they are not here to defend themselves. But in an altercation with someone holding a gun, in my mind, I would be dumb to believe that they wouldn't be willing to use it, especially given the circumstances. And of course people might be shaking their head like saying fuck you to me right now, but the, the fact of the matter is, and it is in retrospect, it is in hindsight, I would never approach someone in an angry, uh, aggressive manner because of who I am, for one, and also because of who they are. There are too many stories of a white aggressor with a gun shooting and getting away scot-free a black individual or a person of color. There's just way too many. So I never would approach that person. When it comes to the people that were killed, you have white people that um, were fighting for Black Lives Matter. And I'm not going to say that maybe from their position, they didn't think it was going to happen to them. But I think they were under the impression that it wasn't going to happen to them. And I've talked to a lot of my um, white co-workers and friends about this. And I asked them, you know, in that situation, what would you have done? And so many of them said that I would have tried to take the gun from it. Or I would have fought. I'm like, what? They would have put themselves in that situation where they could have potentially gotten shot. I've asked my coworkers and people of color, you know, what would you do in that situation? And all of them had the same answer. They would have left him the fuck alone. And I, I think it may be a culture, cultural issue where these people from the Black Lives Matter who were trying to fend off Waterhouse may have put themselves in a situation because they were under the impression that it wasn't going to happen to them. But it did. There's, there, there's a level of both privilege and ignorance to think that it'll never happen to you. For a person of color like myself, I'm always 
under the impression that it's going to happen to me and it, they're going to get away with it. So I don't put myself in that situation. With these people, they didn't. And it costs them their lives. And I'm not saying, you know, that's what they get. I'm not saying that at all because it's tragic. But again, it goes to society and how things are being shaped, how the perception of what the world is is being shaped that's emboldened people to do things that, from the outside looking in, isn't very smart. I don't know who you are listening to this right now. I, but if you need to hear this, you need to hear this. If someone has a gun and you don't, you're armed with a skateboard or you're armed with a pipe or something, if they choose to fire on you because you're aggressing, you're antagonizing, that's on you. Don't allow yourself to be put in that situation. And I get that tensions may be high. And they definitely were that night. We all can agree on that. But common sense cannot cannot be push, pushed aside over your feelings. If you allow that to happen, you are opening up yourself to hurt and pain that may be irreversible. And when I say hurt and pain, I don't just mean yours personally. I mean those that potentially love and care for you. Because right now, I guarantee you, they are furious. The people who lost people that night, they're furious at the verdict. And you can't honestly blame them. But at the same time, going back to Wisconsin and those laws, what the prosecution was trying to go for, they shouldn't have tried for. There were so many slam dunks that would have gotten Rittenhouse locked up if they had gone that route. But in America, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but in America, we are under this impression that good and evil exists, that both sides are clearly drawn in the sand, and that there must be justice. Justice in itself is subjective. What one, think, what one person may think is just, another person may think is unjust, and the verdict for this trial is clear that many people are divided. Some believe that he never should have been on trial and others believe that he should be locked up. And some believe that justice was served and that he didn't deserve it. Some believe that he should have been hanged for what he done, what he has done. And that right there is the problem. When people are out for blood, when vengeance overrules judgment, this is what happens. People are dead. And there is no... There is no justice for that. From my perspective. I personally believe that Rittenhouse never should have been on trial for murder. Given the circumstance on how everything played out, he should have been tried for manslaughter charges. He never should have been where he was. He never should have had that gun. He never should have allowed that situation to happen. If he didn't have a gun, I don't believe that situation would have escalated the way it did. I also don't believe he would have been there, if, if, if you're understanding what I'm saying. The fact that he had a gun emboldened him at 17 years old 
to go out and join a militia. And I, I'm struggling with that. That's that, that's the part I, I keep struggling with. What? How did he feel so entitled to believe that he can go and do that? And people are asking on the opposite end, you know, how can the Black Lives Matter you go out there and start burning things down and, you know, causing a ruckus and this, that, and the other? That's a problem in itself. But that's not what I'm talking about. What makes a child think that they can go out with a gun in a different state and join a militia to counter a protest, whether it be violent or not. Think about that, folks. How does that, how does that like, make sense? How does that compute? What are we teaching our society at this moment? People calling for civil war there, because let's be honest, there are people calling for civil war. They're calling for a secession. They're calling for a division. They're calling for a bunch of shit instead of asking the important questions on how did we get this far? How did we allow this to happen? Who is responsible for this? That's what I want to know personally. Rittenhouse is not guilty of murder. Rittenhouse is guilty of believing that the world is what he wanted it to be. The, what the world is, that the world is what society had led him to believe it was. He's a victim in his own right. And people are going to boo at that. But the fact of the matter is, he believed he was doing the right thing. And though he may have gotten on the phone and said, Yo, I shot somebody. When it comes to being in shock, there are several different um, types. And he may have been in shock. He may have been in disbelief that he actually shot someone. And so he got on the phone and said something to someone because he felt like that was the only thing he could do. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the victims. And I feel sorry for the families of the victims. Our society has failed them all. And let's be honest. When I say our society, I mean our lawmakers, our politicians. If you're listening to this and you're a Republican, you're Democratic, you need to understand and really understand that this is not an issue between the left and the right. This is an issue of the upper class versus the lower class. And how is that? You may be asking yourself, how? Because both sides have watchdogs growling and chomping at the bit over this. And I guarantee you, you're going to have those politicians coming out like you already do. The same ones. They're going to be doing smoke and mirrors, misdirection riling up their respective faces and calling for some maybe calling for violence some maybe saying that's what you get some they're instigating and as of right now i've already seen a bunch of tweets where the republican base is pretty much riling up the left base daring them to to riot to see about how these different um 
outcomes are going to affect how they choose to act. And it's disgusting that people lost their lives. A child has been permanently scarred by this. He has taken lives because of the way our society has chosen to treat each other. And our politicians, instead of caring more about that issue, are riling up their base, riling up the American people on both sides and saying, get ready. Instead of saying, let's come together and use this as a learning tool. Instead of asking those questions, how did we get this far? And just being honest and saying, this has been enough. We have had enough. This can't happen again. But the way that things are going, it's going to happen again. And it's going to continue to happen because they don't give a fuck about us. They don't give a fuck about us. They're going to use this kind of bullshit to further their political careers. And what happens to us? We get more and more mad at each other instead of the people who don't give a fuck about us. And that's, I think, the part that makes me the most angry. Because you had the Republicans whipping up people like Kyle Rittenhouse into believing that what he was doing was correct. And you have Democratic people whipping up the Black Lives Matter people and the uh, Antifa people saying, burn these cities to the ground, get angry. Do and it's wrong, in my opinion. I'm angry, too, at some of the things that are going on in our world. But I'm also paying attention to who's not doing shit about it. We want something to change. We have the ability to change it, yet we keep electing the same fucking people. Regardless if they're red or if they're blue. The same fucking people, you guys, that don't give a fuck about us. This was a really, really tragic end. Let's, okay, Lonnie, I wouldn't even say it's an end. Let's call it a chapter because this story isn't over. These things are going to continue to happen. And honestly, there's nothing we can do about it unless we get our heads out of our asses and stop electing these fucks who, and I will say it again, don't give a fuck about us. King Kyrie signing off, y'all. Peace out for now. Prayers to the families. But if they want something to be done, they need to start something. Don't ask for help from a politician because what they're going to get is thoughts and prayers and they're going to be used for political points. And as sad as that sounds, I don't know it for a fact. I just know it's true. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.